small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. And I'm Christy Stratton. And I'm Kyle Dawson. (laughs) Christy, so glad you're here. I'm glad to be here talking about this person. This was, yeah, tonight we're going to be talking about uh, Benjamin Orr. Do you call him Ben or Benjamin? Uh, Ben. Ben Ben Orr. Yeah, Ben Orr. That's what I call him. Yeah. Yeah, when I refer to him, Mr. Orr. Ben Orr, uh, sure. The reason we're doing this, we're doing a Remembering Ben Orr episode because there's a book coming out called Let's Go, written by a gentleman called Joe Milliken. Am I saying his name right? That's Milliken, right? That's probably Milliken, yeah. That's yeah. got to be Joe Milliken. Uh, Let's Go, Benjamin Orr and the Cars. And I've been uh, reading this diligently. and so I cannot wait. I can't believe you're holding that I'm gonna, I'm going gonna, to gonna give you this after we record. Take this home. Because growing up in the 80s, you had no access Mm-mm. to any information except nope. what was in Hit Parader, mm. Cream Magazine, Circus. Circus Magazine, and to a lesser extent Rolling Stone. Because Rolling mm. Stone, they did a couple covers of the cars, but... Uh, it wasn't like, I mean, when that cream article came out and I, and in it, it said that they interviewed all the cars, but Ben was in a reticent mood. And I remember I had to look it up in the dictionary. I'm like, I don't know that? what that means. And then I, and then someone in a letter to the editor the next month was like, that's not good enough. Like you need to do, you need to, like, it was just very funny how angry we all got because we got none of that yeah. guy. And I, it's, he's still very much a mystery. A I mean, mystery. I know the big things, but anyway. I'm looking forward to delving this, in. the strong, silent, good-looking yeah. gentleman. I, I, like think that pic- I like that cover shot of him. It's a great picture. That's that. him at peak him. And look at that chin. You got that Kirk oh. Douglas chin. But there's not really any written material out there uh, by, about the cars other than Frozen Fire. Yes. Which you can't find anywhere for less than like a gazillion dollars. Yeah. And I've marked my copy up and I'm so mad at myself. Not that I would ever want to give it away, but... Yeah. I didn't realize I'm like sitting on this gold mine. I know. It's like worth a lot of money now. So we're going to, you know, we're going to do, I'm going to do my part. We're going to do our part, our part to promote Let's Go, Benjamin Orr and the Cars. Because if you're a Cars fan, I, I assume you're going to buy this thing because. Yeah. Uh, just because there's, you know, it's, it's a good book. But I mean, even if it wasn't, people would buy it because there's nothing out there. Right. There's nothing. Nothing. Those, just those old articles. And yeah. mainly it's Rick. It's all about Rick. It's all about and Rick. And Rick is very interesting. I don't want to diss Rick. Yeah. But. The other guys are super interesting too. They're all interesting. Yeah, they they all got something to say. They all got something. But um, but uh, I mean, he's the he's the, I mean, every he's the co lead vocalist. Right. You know. And people who don't know very much don't know that, and I find that so interesting because well, their voices are so distinct. I know, but before we started, Kyle goes, "I can't tell the difference between <gasps> Ben Orr and Rick Ocasek." I go, "You you can. You can if you try. I Just said, give it a go." Rick is a little more. You know, it's overused word, a little more quirky in his singing. Right. It's and very ben, Buddy Holly. And, and Ben's very smooth. Smooth. Although he yeah. has a great kind of character mm-hmm. to his, uh, and, and I'll be interested to see which songs that you pick and whatever. I'll throw in a recommendation or two. <laughs> sure. Because <laughs> I like to just roll in and have the show all ready to go for me. Like, That's what I we've been trying it. to do lately for Christy because <laughs> I'm just like, can you I'm record? Very, you don't have to do anything. I'm very appreciative. Just come in and put your feet up and it'll be like a spa treatment. It is kind of, right? <laughs> I have no makeup on. You pointed that out. And um, I told her that it lets me know even more and more that she doesn't need any makeup. Oh, it's not true. 
I just have a would, lot of would you ne- you would never like do you like would you go out like shopping like grocery shopping with no makeup on? Yes. Oh, I'll go and I I just came from the ballpark, mm-hmm. my son's uh little league. Like I don't care. Yeah. But I mean, you know. But if you're going to if I'm in, going in, to in, someplace fancy, yeah. I wouldn't put the contacts in. Sure. The whole deal. The whole deal comes out, yeah. But the glasses are are, are, are like you look really good in glasses. Do I? Oh. I think you do. Oh. Yeah. I feel like a nerd. We call you. And not like a cool nerd, like nerds of today. Yeah. When you're not around, we call you glass face. Hey, what time's glass face coming? We don't Hmm, do that. I know. Um, Okay. So you sent my wife a text last week and told her that you had some good news about uh, your movie that you're working on. Well, we're trying to put together this indie film. And I, again, I don't know what. I can and can't say, but we're, it's just an indie film and it's about a, a hoarder mm-hmm. and we have Louie Anderson attached to play the hoarder. And uh, it's, it's mainly about the organizer. Her life is, is the one that needs fixing. He's fine. Um, and, um, Anna camp, I had a breakfast with her and she seems interested and we're going to hopefully try to put it together and cast it. And then apparently what you do once you have a cast in places, then you go and try to get financing and say, hey, look what we have. This is our package. Your packaging is what Correct. they call that in the business. Right. But most, a lot of people don't want to do that because it's like uh, they want to get paid for their work and mm-hmm. whatnot. And not that these people don't, yeah. but they have a connection to the material that <coughs> I think, you know, uh, uh, makes it important. Not important. I don't, I'm not important, but I'm just saying that that, that sparks their interest more than than just say some dumb superhero bullshit. How dare you? It's uh, all bad. It's all bad. What, all the superhero stuff? Yeah. No. Yes. Well, we, we disagree with you. Did you see Infinity War? I'm, I don't see any. Oh, my God. Josh, Brol- saw, Josh Brolin should be nominated oh, for an Academy please. Award I for Infinity War. I finally saw this Guardians of the Galaxy, and I'm like, this is what everybody was talking about? <laughs> this is literally nothing. I can remember nothing from that movie except the great soundtrack. <laughs> does have a great soundtrack. Uh, so are you, are you possibly going to direct this? Oh, I am. That is my, I'm the writer director. Definitely. And again, Anna, Anna I, Camp I, is best known from the Pitch Perfect movies. Correct. And she's done a lot of other stuff too, but yeah. that's how we know her the best. Yes. And not Anna Kendrick, that Anna Camp. Correct. The Get blonde. your Anna straight. She's awesome. And we'll see if it all works out. We'll see. But mm-hmm. it's just nice to have um, people... Uh, interested in your work and and want to, um, you know, be a part of it. And uh, is Louis Anderson? Will he uh, will this will he be in drag for this one? No, no. Okay, I don't know. I don't know if then maybe he does drag, only drag stuff now. He doesn't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love Louis Anderson. He's amazing. I saw him. Oh my god! It must have been mid '80s at this. I think the Stanley Theater in Pittsburgh. Him and Roseanne Barr were touring together, and it was fantastic. It was fantastic. Such a great, interesting yeah. man and a wonderful actor. Like, he's yeah. really good. I loved his animated show. Was it called Life with Louie? Yeah, he has an I, Emmy for that, I think. I love that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they even drew him with the big space between his teeth. <laughs> and he didn't even do a kid's voice. He's like, ah, I'm Louie. Right. That's what he does as Christine Baskins. It's, it's yeah, like Louie. But Louie's kind of channeling his mother, and it's yeah. so wonderful and i highly recommend baskets i just highly recommend speaking of mothers i was uh trolling your facebook page today to get a picture that i could use to uh tweet out today that we are recording 
Uh-huh. And uh, I just ended up using the cars. Sure. Uh, the cars thing. But I saw this one where you're sitting on, it's probably your grandmother's lap and you're screaming. And you're, I think it was your oh, grandmother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your mom's there. Uh-huh. And her hair's like hot. Yes. Mom was like a hottie. She was an attractive woman. Yes. Yeah. I was like, whoa, hold on a second. Who's this? <laughs> But no, she, it was, uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was a great picture. I loved it. And no. you look like you're a, a handful as a child. No, I was actually really good. I, that picture Screaming. is quite an anomaly. And I mean that. I was a very <laughs> obedient child. It's a hysterical picture. <laughs> so if you're trolling Facebook, no. So, uh, okay, what I want to say about this book is it's coming out on Roman and Littlefield is the publisher. And it's coming out November 11th. Now, when you hear this show, it'll be November 15th. So, uh, so go to Amazon right now and get that thing. Yeah. You can pre-order it now. We're October 7th. You can pre-order it. It's hardback. I'm so excited. I've got a, I've got a, I've got a, what do they call this? They call this a advanced Gay. reading copy, not for resale, uncorrected page proofs. I did find a couple of mistakes, but that's oh. what, that's what these are about. Oh. You know? Did you, mm-hmm. any creative notes? No. I don't have any creative <laughs> notes. I just liked what I was reading. What are um, you looking up, Kyle? I was uh, looking up, uh, you can pre-order it. Yeah. You had said that when I. Yes. Also, a uh, uh, friend of the show, Donna Neal, she's the one that connected me with these people. And we're going to have copies to give away, the, uh, hopefully the week this comes out. I don't know if they're going to be signed. They might be signed by Joe, too, so we'll see. How cool. And, um, all right, so let's get into it. Yes. Christy, I'm going gonna, uh, I'm gonna, to, uh, I should have had my readers with me, but I don't, so I'll just muddle through because I'm terrible. I'm a terrible reader, too. I can't read out loud. Really? So this is, yeah, I just not, I don't know what it is. I could edit it and make it seem like I can read. I highlighted this copy. You'll see some highlighting things. You looking for readers for me? Yeah. I think there's a pair right up there. You looked really hard, Kyle. You're a good detective. <laughs> Kyle, how are you doing? I'm good. What did we do today? We watched uh, The Omen. Yes, we did. The original. Oh, oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Still what great. Is, okay. Yeah. I'll tell you what, there's, there's not one wasted moment. on. Not one time during that movie you're like, let's get, let's get it moving. I, that is Every, old school mm-hmm, filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Everything just, <laughs> yeah. it's an hour and 50 minutes. Every scene keeps everything going. Like within the first 12 minutes, I'm like, look how much has happened in 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah. and, we're, and you get right into it. You're yep. right into it immediately. Oh, I love that. 45 minutes in, so many things happen. <laughs> And yeah. then, like we were talking, like Rosemary's Baby. Forty-five minutes in, they've oh, they've leased a house. Oh, Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> That's all sucks. that happened. I don't like it either. Maybe it because sucks. I just think the ending is so nothing. Uh, I'm it's, like, it's such a zero. If it yeah. were a Twilight Zone episode, it would be good. Yes. Yeah. And then, but not a feature-like yeah, two-hour movie. And then a couple years ago, Zoe Saldano, Saldano, it's with Saldana. an S. Saldana. Saldana. Sorry. She uh she did a, a four hour made for TV version. It was just as bad, just, <laughs> just as, as bad. boring, just as boring, only longer. <laughs> it was unbelievable. And then what did we watch? And then last night we watched. Um, I love this movie. It's uh, widely panned for mm. no reason. Mm. Uh, the Bride with Sting and Jennifer Beals. Oh, I love it. Really, I've never it was seen pretty it. Pretty good. It's really it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's oh. just I. It came out in 1985, mm-hmm. and it is just not the pace of a movie that people were going to see in 1985. Okay. It's very gothic, old school. But what they do is um, the monster um, the monster pairs up with, uh, with a, a little person, and so they cut back and forth between the bride living with Sting and Sting becoming more possessive of her mm. as he's teaching her, you know, culture and everything. And then, and then this uh, little person is 
they, they befriended each other because the monsters, you know, kind of hideous. Clancy Brown plays the monster. Ooh. And, um, and they join the circus, but they become, they're really friends. The little guy's looking out for him and, and vice versa. And what they do is subtly, as the movie goes on, the monster becomes better looking. It's very subtle, but by the end mm. you're like, that doesn't, he doesn't look like the hideous creature he did at the beginning. It's very slight. Like he kind of, like the scars kind of go away and the heavy brow Ooh, diminishes. He's, he's like less neat. green and like yeah. more tan. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of cool. cool. Clancy Brown is in that category for me of like strange looking men that I mm -hmm. actually find attractive. I also put um, Penn Gillette in that category. Okay. And I can't explain it, but there it is. I'm just putting it out there. Okay. Strange men, uh, <laughs> give a call. Well, not quite that, but. <laughs> Strange looking men. I didn't come to hear about horror movies from the 70s and 80s. Oh, God, those people. Those people. <laughs> those who, are the reviewers. Those, those are the people. We get reviews like some of them. I, but but I, I agree. <laughs> I don't want to be, I'm with I like them. To, I like to chat about what the people have been doing, especially when we haven't seen people for a while. All right, let's go, Benjamin, one of the cars. We're going to play some songs tonight. Before we do, I'm going to go to chapter 10. I'm going to hop right in here, page 95. Talks about the debut album. The band wasn't exactly sure Roy Thomas Baker was the right fit at first. Considering his more polished, vocal-layered style captured with the legendary Queen, but after spending some time with RTB, they were convinced he was the right choice. However, it was not Baker's work with Queen that impressed the cars, but rather his work with bands like Free and the Zombies. Huh. So let's hear a little bit, uh, a little bit of... Uh, which, when, which song are you going to play? Well, let's just start with Just What I Needed. Oh. It's a hit. No one wants to hear Just What I Needed. What do you want us to start with? I would start with Bye Bye Love. Do it. <laughs> We'll be playing some demos and some unreleased stuff from the expanded editions oh oh tonight too. Uh, yeah, that's a great song. It's so him, and he—it's such a—it's—he's got a little rasp in there yeah, almost, yeah. but yet it's—and it's still kind of fun and playful. Like it's still very charactery to me. Yeah, but yet also very you know sexy and all that, and it's great. And it's a great voice. He's like all man too. Like oh, he's, he's like yes. And again, you've said before that he, uh, <laughs> Rutger Hauer. Uh, yes, that's why I love Rutger Hauer. Because he reminds you of Because he reminds me of Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, let's hear a little of Just What I Needed. It's, a, it's a, a big hit. Everyone knows it. When it comes on the radio, I don't turn it. I love it. That's so great. It's really perfect. coming here Wasting all my time Cause when you're standing all so near Mind. It's not the perfume 
That's cool. Yeah. Going to read a little uh, quote from David Robinson about Benjamin Orr. He said, when Ben would work on music in the studio, it was like Frank Sinatra. Ben sort of just standing around, didn't want to run through the songs a lot. He'd just say, I'm ready. And I'd be like, you're ready? He's ready? How could he possibly be ready? And then it says laughs. <laughs> so um, I, I guess he just knew. I remember asking Elliot, like, oh, was he the kind of guy that was like, oh, the night before, I'm like, I'm not going to drink, guys. We, I've got to rest my voice. I've got to. And he's like, no, that was not. That's not him. <laughs> <laughs> the book says that they weren't like a real drug band. They were just no, uh, I'm some, sure. a little pot, you know, some wine. Yeah, you know, I'm sure. wasn't their thing. What do you want to hear next? We got Moving in Stereo or All Mixed Up? Well, those are my two favorites. It's hard to choose between my bases. Is it because... All Mixed Up, I think, is their best song. I've wanted to do one of those things that like all of them, mm -hmm. all the car songs in, a, in, a, in order. All Mixed Up is their best song, I think. It's your favorite. I think it's their best song. Oh, man, what I don't know what I would pick for what's the best car but song. But I do love Moving in Stereo. And when they did start to play that at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in the mm -hmm. rehearsal, I did weep. And it took me a second to remember like, oh, it's a Ben song. It, like Rick was in it. Like mm -hmm. he was, he, and, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so interesting because it didn't, I still loved it. It still sounded wonderful, but I, I you know, that's a, that's a big song of his. I do think if Ben Orr was still alive, the, the cars would have got back together legitimately. Sure. I really have you seen absolutely. some of the big people stuff on YouTube? His voice still sounded great, yeah. like really good, not like fake good, like Robert Plant, right? Like, I mean, it still sounded very good up fake to fake good, yeah. <laughs> you know, my what? voice does not sound good. I have a, oh, like a do you have the, a little, do you have a dairy and whatever you got? You drink? mean in my hot drink? Do I have dairy in my hot drink? Yeah. Why does that does that affect me in some way? <laughs> Usually makes you every time I, I I always get have some dairy drink and then I get like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Just means you're human, Pat. Yeah, I can't be walking around like an android like you. <laughs> Let's hear what Christy says is the car's best song ever, all mixed up. about his voice is that some, like that first thing about the, the things I say to her just don't seem to bite. That's a terrible lyric, but he sells it. He sells it. He mm -hmm. sells some of the, like some of the lyrics are fine. Mm -hmm. uh, we know Rick is not the best lyricist out there, but I think he sells a lot of the hokier stuff. He can sell it. Yeah. When you, you and I know you and I both have the Rick o, uh, is it Cassock or Kasich? Well, I say it Rick Ocasek. Well, we all do because that's how we were raised. Yeah. But it, I guess, technically is Ocasek. 
but I just, I'm not Technically, ready. it's not even his real last name. Correct. So I can say it any, the way I want to. Right. He's also a Rick that takes the K off his uh, name. Very pretentious. Still, it's sh- like it's yeah. short for Richard. You can, that's legit. I guess. Isn't that how Ric Flair spells his well, name? Well, then he should be rich. Rich O'Casey. Oh my gosh! Uh, he's not a rich. No, he is not. Um, you know the sequ- the sequencing of these albums. They didn't like because Ben is he he monopolizes the side two. It's a Rick song, and then Ben, Ben, Ben. So it wasn't like they intentionally said I'll sing one, then you sing one. It was just however it flowed the best. Well, in that interview, and it's harrowing to watch. It's the his last interview, and it's at the, um, there's a Music Laden uh, um, Yeah, it's the Cars concert. Live DVD. Oh, it's tremendous. And then it's the five, all five members, and he is very uh, ill. Very ill. Very gaunt. It's really uh, quite tragic to watch, but Rick in that talked about how like, oh, I knew if I needed, I needed it to have a good voice, I would give it to him. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if, I mean, I just remember that from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure or how, but, but then once it got to Heartbeat City, it was like, you know, Rick, I don't know what, like, I'm just going to sing all of these. I'm going to give everything. you a couple of turds, yeah. except the one, except the, the, one. the shiny, shiny turd. Yeah. Which but what I meant was, um, the sequencing of the album, it wasn't like it would be Rick, then Ben, then Rick, then oh, Ben, right, then right, Rick. right. Cause like side two of the debut album is Rick and then Ben, Ben, Ben. Okay. Yeah. He closes out the album. It's Bye Bye Love, Moving in Stereo, all mixed up. Well, side one's like the opposite. Yeah, it's, it's like Rick, 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 Ben, Rick, Rick. So I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's just uh, whatever Roy Thomas Baker said. And I think the sequence is pretty good. I mean, yeah. you've got to close that album with All Mixed Up. Like there, that that whole side two yeah. is perfect in like the tone and all of that. And then, anyway. Perfect debut. It's, it really is outstanding, obviously. And let's hear a little of Moving in Stereo and then we'll move into Candio. That's cool. It's terrific. And, you know, I think I told you, it's, I can't, I mean, like I got, I had, I listened to, I have the Okasic or stuff. I and, thought you'd bring it. Well, I, I, I can't because it was super secret how I got it. Like, honestly, this bootleg community is really under a shroud of like super secrecy. But they're, it's bad. It's just bad. It's not good. And the only thing that's good is Ben singing every day by Buddy Holly. Like that's like the shining beacon of all the, all these. Hmm, That's interesting. It's bad. Like it's just. That's why it hasn't seen the light of day. Because if it, if it was, if it was passable, we would have heard it. Right. But Rick became a better and better songwriter. And I'm assuming from getting input from all these other very creative people yeah but just him on his own is and he wasn't a i mean remember that by the time the debut he was already 30 i mean which is young to yeah but in you know that's what's funny back then terms. like it's like cindy lopper was probably 30 right when was she i think so when she so unusual came out i think so hmm. kyle would tell us well i read a little bit 
from the book Let's Go, Benjamin Orn in the Cars. I'm going to jump on. I'm on page 109. I'm going to talk about Candy O. Most of the songs for Candy O had already been written by Rick while the band was on the road, which helped eliminate pressure to come up with new material after entering the studio. A couple of the Candy O tracks had actually been written before the debut album and played live on the first tour. Additionally, Roy Thomas Baker was now more familiar with the band and vice versa, making the recording process more comfortable. Hmm. Which makes sense. Cindy Lauper, exactly 30 when that album came oh, out. Oh, uh, very good. That's interesting. Yeah. I would have just assumed she was 25. Now, I don't think if you're 30 right now, you could start a music career in this day and age, do you think? I mean, to and to that success. It's so different, though. It's yeah, cause so you can, yeah, different. Cause, yeah, because DIY. Right. All right, then maybe I'm wrong. No, I just don't know that you can really have a music career at all anymore. Like, I no. think it's... Not yeah. one that pays the bills. No. Um, but you know what? Back then, I didn't, I didn't even think about, like when I never, went to, I never thought. like for example, when I saw you 2 in 1984, I didn't think that the guys on stage were a year older than me. I thought I was seeing, look at this band. You know what right. I mean? Right. didn't think that at all. Never. Yeah, so, and when I saw Madonna, I didn't think, you know, you know what I mean? It just, yeah. it just, it didn't, didn't, age didn't really come no. into play. They're adults and you were a kid. I mean, that. They're uh, obviously adults because they're up on that stage. Sure, I mean, sure. I'm not, I skipped a math final to come here. Yeah. Let's hear it now. I know you, are you going to be against the hits all night long? No. Well, this album is, the hits are his particularly good Mm-hmm. throated stuff like Candio and let's go. And it, it's all I can do is uh, to me, the unsung hero of just his musical repertoire, because it's just fun and it's poppy and he's at his best. Well, let's start then uh, with it's all I can do. Right there, it's just so well delivered. Uh, yeah, Ben gets to sing some great songs on this album. Mm. He really does. Yes. And um, let's hear "Let's Go." It kicks off the album. This is this is one of my top car songs. I just never get tired of this never. "Let's Go" song. Never.
Because of 2001, this was four times platinum, this album. Pretty great. It's a, I will say, it's still a, it's a little creepy <laughs> that his love is 17. I'm just going to say that. You know, <laughs> I get it. It was a different time, but it just makes me go, yeesh. But here's how good he is on that song. Prince did that song live, and it's on the internet. You can find it. Oh, cool. And it, it doesn't sound as good. Ben's a, I'm just saying Ben sings that song better than Prince. I'm there just are saying. there are so many <laughs> creepy songs now. Oh, it's that, so creepy. <laughs> like there's a Rod Stewart song that I love. I've been listening to Rod Stewart this week just because I just have been. I just get into his, I just get into a kick. Do you remember the song Lost in You from 89? A little bit. It, it was a big MTV video and but anyway. Um, can you sing a little bit? I can't. Oh. I can play here. I can oh. pl- we can play a little bit of it. Harumph. <clears throat> um, what's creepy in it? Is there a teenager in that one too? <laughs> it's just a weird line. Like he he hasn't been home in a while and he can't wait to get home. And when he, he says when he when he gets home, I'm gonna make love to you like 15 men. And I'm like, that's oh. a little. I understand <laughs> what he means. He's, you know, but but then but then you're like Ooh, Ooh. I don't know. Well, in Kiss had Christine sixteen. I think we've talked about this. Yeah, about like I mean, it's very hard now. Like if you're a, sixteen, you're beautiful in your mind. Ew, throaty. The, this won't be surprising, but there's a Ted Nugent song called Jailbait where he oh, goes sure. where he says, "I don't care if you're just thirteen. No, wow. I remember loving Bonham, the Bonham song wait for you and as an adult i bought it i've listened to it and i'm like oh my god it's about a guy waiting for a a girl to get old enough (laughs) i mean i'm guessing to bang i mean i I just i can't listen to it though it's too it's it's great it's super creepy i'll just play okay please please. i just want you to i want to see if you know this song (laughs) am i not plugged in i don't think you're oh there we go 1988, not 89. Do you remember this song? Vaguely. I'll get, I'll get to the line. <laughs> yes, no. Yes, yes. There we go. <laughs> Here we go. Turn up a little bit. And he did this thing in the video where he would get like, like, oh make his hand like twist like, like, like five, 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 and then backwards, and then back out again. So it's like five, five. Very. Five. Oh my goodness. But yeah, so many songs recently. I'll be listening. I'm like, mm, mm. wait a second, mm-hmm. what is happening? Uh, where are we? We are talking about Benjamin Orr. We're gonna play Candio, that I'm sure. We are gonna right? play Candio. Okay. Let me read a little bit from the book, chapter eleven, page one. 10, Candy, if you're following along at home. <laughs> Candio would ultimately chart higher than the debut release, climbing to number three on the Billboard Top 200 album chart and going platinum in less than two months. Wow. How about that? It says, and Let's Go reach number 14 on the Billboard Hot 100. Pretty great. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll right. say. So you want to hear... Oh, it's, it's good. It's, it, his vocal is on this is amazing. And, and what's Candio what is Candio? What's some gal that he liked? Some gal he was into, right? See, I think 
candy O. What do you think it is, Kyle? It's not drugs. No, I don't. No, I think a candy O is uh, like a lady part. A lady part. Thank you, Kyle. For I thought I read that it was here. a person, but maybe not. According to Rick Ocasek, candy O was not based on a specific person. Hmm. When they asked Bill Flanagan, uh, when asked by Bill Flanagan of Trouser Press magazine, yeah, that was a big rock magazine. If uh, the Candio title was a reference to Ocasek or or Rick Ocasek dryly responded, "The O stands for obnoxious." <laughs> okay, Rick. <laughs> thanks for not giving us anything. Okay, let's hear it. I love this song. Yeah, it's great. Candio. Candio. I need you. Sunday dress. Especially in the headphones, you can really hear oh. Greg Hawks's uh, keyboard work. Just a little so great. interesting it's, things. Uh, this says Ben's lead vocals were once again prominent, in, uh, including Let's Go, Candy O, It's All I Can Do, You Can't Hold Out Too Long. Yes, Ben was now emerging as the band's heart-throbbing bassist that cr- um, <clears throat> with that crooning smooth vocal style. Yeah. yeah, and he could play multiple yeah. instruments. Yeah. Like he wasn't just a you know a Bass cutie player. pie. Yeah, like he could do it all. Here's a cutie pie is what I meant to say. <laughs> uh, this is a this is a high school friend Diane. This is a quote from her about Ben. It's also in the the Candio chapter. Whenever Ben played Cleveland, because that's where he's from. Yes, he always rented limousines for his friends and family. When the cars first toured Japan, he brought um, my parents gifts, and he would always send us postcards. From the road, 45s, albums before they were released. That was just Ben all the time. Oh, Pretty nice. That is nice. The way you read that almost <laughs> sounded like an excerpt from Jersey Boys. <laughs> <laughs> that movie sucks. Oh my God, does that movie suck? That's the worst. One morning, Frankie missed church. And when his mom found out, she went berserk. But Frankie flashed her those baby blues and everything was okay. That's the whole movie. And they just go into a song. I'm like, ah, this sucks. Why did they let Clint Eastwood do this? Get Kenny Ortega. It is interesting when when a, a, a talented person doesn't connect. Loses with the their talent. Well. <laughs> But like the vinyl people, like uh, that was garbage. Yeah. And all those people involved are talented people. Right. We know that. And it just was. I'm sure the movie Bird was good because Clint Eastwood likes jazz. Right. But don't throw him a, a, a Broadway musical and uh. take that to the screen. Plus, Clint only does like one or two takes. He's notorious for that, right. which, is, which is fine, I guess, if he thinks he's got what he's got. But I feel in a musical... Like, I, I understand on stage you mm-hmm. have one take, so to speak, but, like, 
in a movie musical, yeah. you have to do multiple takes, I feel like, right. to get the song right. correct sure. and the choreography down. Clint Eastwood yeah. directed the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. Kyle, I always forget the title. The uh, 1517 to Paris. Oh, my dear God. Do you know what this is about? Came no. out last year. Came out last year. Okay. Do you remember a few years ago when there was a oh, sort of a terrorist attack yes, on yes, a yes, yes, yes. terrorist and the, train and that took like 90 the, seconds? Right, and he, and he cast the yeah. real people? They are losers. <laughs> they, for 90 seconds, they well, were heroes. They're heroes in life. Let's just... For 90 seconds, they were heroes. But man, everything leading... There's scenes where like, I'm two guys are Skyping. Hey, it's going to be great when we get together in Paris and get on that train. Yeah, bro. I can't wait to see. I'm like, oh my God, these guys are zeros. Zeros. <laughs> then one guy, he hasn't smoked the entire movie. Then about 80 minutes into the movie, he just needed, I guess, something to do. He needed some business. So he just lights up. I'm like, oh, this, oh, I hate it. <laughs> I recommend seeing it because it's so bad. Okay. It's so horrible. Let's hear, uh, let's hear something different. Let's hear the B-side to Let's Go, which was also sung by Ben Orr. It's called That's It. Well, that's it. Don't want to show you. That's it. Don't really care. Can't you see? love b-sides yeah you buy that single and you flip it over and it would say not not on the album and you'd be like oh, unreleased b-side yeah i actually found this in a record store like in the 80s um in dallas like that was a big when you went to dallas to one of the dallas malls that was a big <laughs> from forward and i found that i'm like oh my and that you know there was an upcharge because it was old and i still have it somewhere i'm sure you do yeah 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 You'll use that as a prop in that Louis Anderson movie. That's right. Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding? <laughs> the um, Here, I'm going to play you a piece. Have you heard any of this new Steve Perry album? Have you heard any of the new Steve Perry? Okay. <laughs> the look on your face. Well, the, your face. the way you're both looking at me right now, I feel like I'm walking into a trap. Have you not heard any of the new Steve Perry? I haven't, but I thought it was supposed to be good. Okay, well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play you the first single. And I love this song. I think this, mm -hmm. and you might not like it. Siegel hated it. Kyle hated it. Murray hated it. I like it. And this is called, I'll play you the single. And then I'm, <laughs> I'm going to play you a B-side. Okay. A bonus track from the Target edition. Okay, oh this, is, this is the single from I've the Target. I've not heard the bonus track. Okay, this is... Let's get to the chorus and then I'll play a theme for your new mo movie. I felt this once before. No 
you can you can figure the whole you, album's about the 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 woman that he was uh, in love with that died of cancer. So he's saying no erasing your memory is basically what oof. he's saying. That I would, would be take a better another, title. I would take, take another, another pass, pass at it? on mm-hmm. those lyrics, just like those that uh, Greta Van Fleet that I love. It's like take another pass at those. <laughs> now, do you want this for the end credits of your movie? Because we can we might be able to do that. <laughs> All right. This is uh, now the album. the 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 official album has ten songs, but if you buy the Target version, you get five bonus tracks. Yes. So yes. let's hear a get little five more to throw away. Kyle, you have not heard this. You will love this. No. This is October in New York. Here we go, Steve oh, Perry. Pumpkins. <laughs> it's still hot. Take the whole month to get to the chorus. Oh my god. Hey Steve, why don't we put this on the Target edition? That's just like a standards album. Like, Bullshit, yeah. yeah. That's just, but no, standards at least have a lyrical content. Yeah, like he that, wrote his own standard. Yeah, yeah, that would that be like is, uh, all these standards in one new song in the style of blah, blah, you know. I would have rather him recorded the Monster Mash. <laughs> be okay with that. At that yeah. speed. All right, let's uh, let's move we on to. We did the mash. <laughs> <laughs> we did the monster mash. This is uh, we've talked about this before. Panorama is yes. the the oddball in the catalog. Sure. It's uh, a little. They went a little. What do they call it? They went left. They went avant garde. I don't know. Avant garde. That's a good word. I don't know if it's really appropriate, but it certainly was a departure from some of the poppier things, although they have some great sure. pop songs on it. And we both like this album very much. Yes. Let's go. Benjamin on the cars. Joe Milliken. Here's what we have in the book. Released in August of 1980, Panorama was easily the car's most unorthodox and least understood album, both musically and lyrically. If Candio was a relative departure from the debut release, then Panorama was an even greater departure from both its predecessors. Featuring 10 songs, all written by Okasik, Okasik, Otkasik, whatever you say, rich, <laughs> full of electronic drones, mechanical beats, cold and sharp guitar riffs, and Okasik's even darker and now more personal lyrics. Let's hear, what do you want to hear off Panorama? <gasps> you wear those eyes. All right, let's hear it. You wear those eyes. That never blink. You always were missing link. You paint your mouth. You let me know. You 
See the difference, Kyle? Yeah, I can hear the difference now. Let's hear a couple uh, unreleased things that were on the <gasps> on the Cars Panorama Expanded <gasps> Edition. Are you going to play Shooting for You? Yep, I'm going to oh, play I shooting, love for shooting for You. Let's hear Shooting for You. Good. It's a shame when they recorded Move Like This that they couldn't find a couple Ben vocals from songs they did in the past and re-record the music around their oh, songs. It would have been a nice little tribute. Kept Ben sure. in the mix. You know yeah, what I mean? I know, but that I thought was so terrible with the Beatles that time. Oh, what the, were those songs? Um, Real Love uh, and um, uh, uh, the what was bur- the other one? Free as a Bird. Free as a Bird. <laughs> Christy's face is the best right now. Like, no. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. That's such a hard call. Yeah. Here's, a, uh, here's another previously unreleased song called, and I like this a lot, it's called The Edge. This is a little more produced than the other one. Songs like that, or um, the one that I love, um, uh, that they did the, um, oh, what's it called, uh, Queen, Hotel Queenie. Mm-hmm. Songs like that that like, had they put those on an album, it would have made the band different. Yeah, they would have just been different than what they were. And I like that. I, where did you get that? I don't even know what that's that is. on the that's on the expanded. That's a bonus track on uh, Panorama Expanded Edition. Okay, because you got me the. Album, yeah. So that should and be on for you is on it, but there's also like a song that's already been released in the exact same thing, and they're trying to pass it off as like it's called maybe it's called Be My Baby instead of Maybe Baby. It's like no, it's the same song. It should but be uh, side because that has two discs. It's on disc two, side one. Are you sure? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because yeah, because this says it has shooting for you, Be My Baby, baby The Edge, and then Don't, don't Go, go to, to pieces. pieces, which was the B side to Don't Tell Me No. Okay. Well, mine Listen, seems different. No, it's not. I'm telling you, I think shooting for you is on the end of a side from what I can remember. Check it out. All right. Let's hear Don't Tell Me No, because I love this song so much. 
Thank you, Kyle. Kavanaugh song. <laughs> I like that when he says, um, uh, uh, it's when he says, uh, have a, ha- it's my life, have a half. Yeah. I like that. I know. It's, it's nice. Good. Yeah. I wonder what it was like because uh, he didn't seem to have a problem singing the lyrics that Rick wrote. You know what I mean? Like a lot right. of, a lot of, um, singers, they don't want to interpret someone else's, you know, rock singers, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like not like Sinatra and people that are, are used to having songs written for them. But you know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, usually a lead vocalist likes to write the words that are coming oh, out sure, of his sure, mouth. Oh, sure, sure, yes. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he seemed to be... He very seemed to, comfortable. Yeah, very those. comfortable yeah, singing yeah, yeah. Rick's songs. See what else it says here. Da, da, da. The lack of high-charting singles mattered little as Panorama climbed to number five on the Billboard Top 200 album chart and in four months sold over a million copies. It's pretty great. In just just a three-year span, the Cars had now produced three consecutive platinum albums, combining to sell over 7 million albums at the time. What were you going to say, Kyle? This album almost sounds like Depeche Mode. It's it's all over the place. I mean, I'm not going to say it doesn't. Like that Don't Tell Me No really sounds like a... Like a Depeche Mode or like Joy Division type sound. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think he was very inspired by it. But those people came after. That's right? what I mean. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's like kind of like at the and there's some uh, long songs on this album. Five forty two, four fifty five, four and a half, four another four fifty five. Panorama. Panorama. I love that song. I mean, I think. I mean, the first four on this album, Panorama, Touch and Go, Give Me Some Slack, and Don't Tell Me No. Yeah. It's just, I love it. Outstanding. Let's hear the B-side to Don't Tell Me No, and then we'll move on. This is called Don't Go to Pieces. This was written by Rick and Greg. the ones that weren't selected for the album certainly are more like sunny and upbeat yes. than yeah. the ones that were chosen. Yep. So they obviously Rick's vision for this was more not sunny. Right. But then when it didn't, it didn't do as well. I mean, it didn't do as well. No, it didn't. You're right. So then for shake it up, it's back to, All some, right, we're back back to, to happy some sunshine. Town. We're back to happy town. <laughs> Another thing about Ben Orr in the cars is those other guys, he was not a skinny mini. Sometimes no. he would be, he was, sometimes he'd be husky and, sure. you know, Especially and, and, and in, be fine with it. Especially around the fourth album. Yeah. And yeah. he'd be fine. And he was fine with it. 
seemed. Sure. But those other guys seem to like, you know, stay as skinny as their ties. Yeah. <laughs> he still could rock a leather suit. Sure. Uh, and I, there's some great pictures in this book too. I'm going to show you one oh. when we get to Heartbeat City. Okay. Uh, okay, we're moving on to uh, Shake It Up. This is, I, I've never, even though I mimicked this cover, I've never, this oh. cover, I don't know why I don't like this cover. Really? It seems so... I don't know. Is it too simple? I don't know what I don't like about it. What do you think, Kyle? It's a little on the nose. It's a little on the nose, maybe. I think the 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 it being in a circle is weird. Like okay. if that was just the like picture, this, this, all wrong. This looks Perfectly like perfectly iconic cover. This looks like, like it's a picture disc. Like you slide that yes. out, and then yes, it's, it's like in a picture disc style. I because feel I love like, the panorama cover so much. Like I feel yeah. like if it was the whole picture. Mm-hmm. And everything else is the yeah. same. It would be a better cover. Like the the Cars Panorama cover is probably simpler than this. Yes. And yet it doesn't have anything to do with Panorama. I don't even know what right, Panorama right, right. is. But just the checkered flag and the band's called the sure. Cars. I just love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. And you know what? I think because the band has kind of a font that they used on the first three albums, and then here they don't use that. They use this like race car crazy font. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like a paint thing. Everyone was doing a paint thing at the time. Like Jay Galsman was doing a paint thing. Oh, Jay Galsman. So but look bad. on the back cover, it was them, and mm-hmm. there was paint behind. Like yeah. that was a whole thing. Do not hire them to paint your, a room in your house, please. <laughs> it's a mess. It's a disaster yeah. when they leave. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go. With, shake it up. This is an album that I did not like for the longest time. I didn't like this album. Okay. And now I love it. Okay, because if you take away some of the poppier ones, you've mm-hmm. still got you've got maybe baby you've got Cruiser, which is outstanding. Let's start with Cruiser okay. then. Okay. Cars do like to front load the albums, though. This starts, Since You're Gone, Shake It Up, I'm Not the One, Victim of Love, Cruiser. I mean, they do like to yeah. front load that side one, which isn't a bad thing. But that's a good example of like, these lyrics are bananas, mm-hmm. but I'm going to commit to them and I'm going to make a whole character and I'm going <laughs> to deliver them. And it, it, I, I buy it. I yeah. buy it hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> Let's listen to, this is a previously unreleased demo, Ben Oron vocals. This is called Midnight Dancer. That's, like uh, that's a bonus track on the 
the expanded edition of uh, Shake It Up. Mm, I like it. Mm. I don't know. That's good. Song. And that, that's for a demo. That's that's pretty well produced yes. for a demo. Let's read a little bit from the book. Let's go. Benjamin, one of the cars by Joe Milliken. I'll try to stumble and mumble my way through this. Released in November of 1981, Shake It Up was just what the doctor ordered for Cars fans that had perhaps not embraced the previous album. After losing some momentum in record sales as a result of the somewhat cold and calculated panorama, Shake It Up was essentially the opposite, filled with pop hooks, lighter rock riffs, and a much more positive vibe throughout. Which is what we just said. Yeah, but some of those, then not all of them had a positive vibe. Like he still got the edge in there with some of those songs, and I think that's great. I agree. I will agree with Christy. Mm. Let's hear. I love Think a It Over. A Dream Away. And A Dream Away is fantastic. And we'll do. But, oh, but that's, that's, that's a Rick. Rick song, but still. So let's sing. I love Think It Over. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, let's hear it. Ben only gets uh, three lead vocals on this album. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, Cruiser, Think It Over, and then the next one that we'll play, which is This Could Be Love. Hmm. Till I met you in the dark I was chasing little sparks You were snaked and dressed in pink You were someone That's good too. And it's interesting because if I played that for my young friends, I'd be like, when do you think this was recorded? And people would say 80s. But come on, that was 81. Yeah. Like that was just starting just to the be 80s. the 80s. Yeah. What do you, um, now the next album, Heartbeat City, there was a monster because of monster. MTV. Do you think it was all, you think it was mostly MTV that made this a monster? Well, I think it was a combination of things. I think it was MTV. I think it was that video. Uh, both of those videos. You might I think, think in Magic was, and Drive. And Drive. Magic is nothing. Well, it's he's, a good song. He's walking. He's walking across. Walks across the pool. I. This is my like my least favorite produced album, but you got to give it to Mutt Lang. He they he they sold more of those albums than any of the other ones. Do you think though? Because the songs are great. Do you think yeah. if Do you think if Roy Thomas Baker produced this, it would have been? I don't know. I mean, like there are songs like I refuse that are just like meh. Honestly, like, and um, why can't I have you? I don't like oh, that either. I know you don't like that. I love but, that one. But I, to me, those are filler. When to the rest of the albums, I think every single song is perfect and wonderful and belongs, and there's no filler. And to me, this album had filler. This is the first album for you that has filler. I think. All right. That's let me. But I don't. I wouldn't say that to Elliot Easton's face. <laughs> and obviously, like. We people loved it. I loved it. It was that concert. I cried through the whole thing. 
Well, maybe, I was happy to be there. Maybe the next time we go out for dinner, we'll, we'll bring it up to him. Here's a picture of Ben Orr tracking uh, vocals. I love this picture. This is him tracking some vocals for Heartbeat City. This picture's in the book. I just think he looks, you know, he's just in a t-shirt. He's a, and he's a little, um, he's a little, you yeah. know, he's he's having a chunky moment, but he looks cool. He looks very cool. But they they took them forever to record that album. Yeah, I'm going to read you a part oh, in okay. here <laughs> about about this because, you know, Mutt Lang would, you know, he would have you sing the same word I think a thousand times. Let me see if I can find this part in here. Here we go. In the past, the cars had gone into the studio with songs that were already rehearsed and ready to record. However, Lang would create a much different process by exploring every avenue and detail of each song in search of that perfect take. Rick described it uh, this way in the liner notes for the 2018 expanded edition of Heartbeat City. Rick says, poor Ben, he is a great bass player, but Mutt had him in there for days, weeks, and I don't even uh, want to get into the vocals. Let's try it, uh, wait, let's try that syllable again. Then Mutt would sit there for two days and edit together for three days, five days, every single millisecond. So, I mean. Uh, but it worked. I know, but it it's funny because it's like, there might not be a real like live moment on this album. I mean, right. he, if, he, if he was editing word words, together to create sentences who knows but it worked it worked you can't deny them. It. i can't den- you're right it, i can't deny it and and i would never if something like drive would appeared on any of those other albums mm-hmm. i would have been like oh they're just like any other band yeah but but it, it's so perfect it's so beautiful and I, I it i don't know i i kind of have to forgive him for when, the when filler i when this song and for when this, taking the teeth out of them yeah when this album they, came out i was in college and guy on our floor had purchased the cassette and uh, I borrowed it from him. And I just, I remember lying on the floor, I was doing homework, whatever I was supposed to be doing in college and just listened to this over and over and over again. I was like, wow, this is really, it was still the cars, but it was something, it was like the cars amped up or something. Right. Something was different. And it was it different. Was and you could tell. more accessible, yeah. more like, you know, yeah. Yeah. Let's hear, before we hear Drive, let's hear the demo for Drive. Ooh. Here we go. And this is on the expanded edition of Heartbeat City. Casio loop. It's, it's like a bossa nova beat. Yeah, oh, it is a bossa nova oh. beat. You can't go on thinking nothing's wrong. Who's gonna drive you home? And then just go right into the drive, Kyle. So different. Can't go on 
Did they talk about making the video in the book? Uh, I think they did. I think they do, but I don't have that highlighted. Because um, it's really the first one where it's just Ben sitting there. Like, it's him. It's all him. Yeah. And I've always wanted to know, because when the camera you know, kind of pans across mm -hmm. and the, their band is all, I'm like, they are so still, all of them. Yes. I'm like, is, is that, that them? Really them? Yeah. I know. Like, what did they do? Like, how did they do that? Because they are super still. Well, they were kind of super still when they would play live, too. <laughs> no, no. Take now, it back. Now, if Ben if if Ben has a signature song, it's definitely this one. For sure. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. He sings many great songs, but this is his signature. Yeah. Don't well, you think? I mean, yes. There, uh, yes. Now, uh, this album... Ben only sings, he sings three songs. Well, he sings two, and then he shares a lead vocal on It's Not the Night with right. Rick. So, yeah, every album he's been getting pared down a little bit. Yeah. You know, it was like, it was like five, four, three, three, two. You know, it's just like. Yeah. And um, mm. it's a shame because. It is a shame. It really mixes it up. And we know that because when we saw the Cars on their mini reunion tour, hearing Rick sing everything, you need you need that, you know. It's like when I would see when I saw Fleetwood Mac without Christine McVie, you need that variety. Right. You need that in there to mix it up a yes. little bit. So let's hear another Ben Orr lead vocal. Let's hear Stranger's Eyes. Stranger Eyes, I'm sorry. vocal the yeah. situation is ridiculous here's some stuff uh, about drive drive also cracked the top 10 in britain where huge success had always seemed to elude the cars mm. and then this is another tidbit about the song drive drive was something i was going to use for a solo album this is from rick but ben and i both sang on the demos for that and i felt that he should sing that for sure yeah yeah without a doubt <laughs> without a doubt because we've heard rick sing it I guess, yeah, have they, we? Did he play it on Yeah, that? they played it on that on Move Like This tour, the oh. Palladium. Oh, huh. Let me see what else we got here. Da, 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 I remember da, da. that Todd Rundgren's friend sang it when it was the new Cars. Yeah, Chasm like, Salton sang it. how can you do this? Yeah, you don't need to do that. And he sounded fine. I yeah, mean, he's we, fine. He, it's fine, but... But, uh, but that's Ben. Ben needs to sing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Drive featured hauntingly memorable lead vocal by Ben Orr and was arguably his finest moment as a vocalist. Do you agree with that? wouldn't disagree, but I think all oh, the songs were so great. So now we're going to move into this Ben Orr solo album. Okay, good. I thought you were going to say door to door. Not yet. <laughs> oh, 
Okay. Now I have I have all ten tracks from the Lace, and Ooh. this this is an album that I didn't immediately gravitate to either when it came out. Right, because it's super poppy. Like it's a super poppy during the eighties. Mm-hmm. During that time, there was not a premium put on like drums, <laughs> bass, and like rock. Right. It was like that kind of light stuff. But when I uh, but when I was listening to it in preparation for this, I liked it much more. Really? Yeah, I really I was like, oh, maybe I was too hard on this. Hmm. Uh, surprisingly, this album didn't do well. No, but you can still hear "Stay the Night" in an elevator someplace. I like, know. I mean that that song. But you would have thought around. you would have thought with the success of "Drive" that "Stay the Night" would have been a top ten hit. Right. I mean, that's my opinion. You can buy. By the way, this was re-released. When was this? Re- they just re-released this album again because it was out of print for the longest time. Came out last year, last October on Note for Note Records, and you can buy this. So anyone who thinks they can't hmm. still buy the lace, get it on Amazon. And it, he co-wrote all, all the songs with Diane Gray Page. Yeah, who is, is his a, girlfriend at the right. time. Let's, uh, let's re- now this, I make fun of it. Christy does not like when I make fun of this video, but you got to go watch the video for Too Hot to Stop. Oh, I've seen it. He Isn't is, Elliot in it? He, I think he might be in it, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's bad. Ben it's is bad. packed packed into oh. some uh, some leather pants. He and, just uh, looks, yeah. He looks uncomfortable. He looks his, uncomfortable. It looks like a stylist said, "This is what the kids are wearing." <laughs> okay, but this is uh, this is the lead off track from 1986's The Lace album. This is too hot to stop. So this is unique, like you said. All the songs were co-written with his girlfriend at the time, whose name is Diane Gray Page. Yes. And um, he had never written a song that appeared on any Cars album ever, and now here's a guy, he's got 10 songs that he co-wrote all on his own. Yeah. I mean, and they're, they're, I mean you may like or not like them, but they're certainly yeah. better than that Steve Perry thing that you just <laughs> played. <laughs> here's what we have about The Lace. Chapter 15, people who are keeping score. Uh, although it certainly wasn't Ben's goal to record a solo album uh, over his work with the Cars, once the opportunity presented itself, the initial commitment with Elektra was for three solo albums. Hmm. And he enjoyed the challenge and process of creating his own material. Actually, the reason it took me so long to do a solo project is simply because nobody had asked me to do one before, is what he told the Chicago Tribune in 1986. Hmm. It's kind of crazy, right? Yeah, you but maybe that, that's not his thing. Like, I'm right. not gonna, I'm not driving my own. Like, he's like, I'm driving. I, I, I don't know. I think some people are good at what they do, but they don't, they don't need more. They yeah. don't need that extra thing. The this album was released. Uh, actually, it was released October sixth, which was yesterday, <gasps> 1986. So, how many years ago is that, Kyle? Thirty two. Thirty two years ago, wow, yesterday, at the nice. time of this record, it only went to number eighty six. The album. It's not good. Hmm. 86 for 86. Where do you think Stay the Night went to? 25. Very close, 24. Hmm. 
Let's hear a little bit of uh, the top 30 single. <laughs> top 25. Stay the night. That could it's be a like, car song, though, too. I mean, it's no. in the same. You don't no. think that's in the same realm as Drive? No, to me, it's in the same realm of like, I don't know, like Christopher Cross mm-hmm. or uh, uh, Michael McDonald or, or okay. Rod Stewart. It is shocking, though, that this song wasn't a bigger hit. But what's interesting is it's still, it, it, there are things that were bigger hits right. that you wouldn't recognize, like that Rod Stewart song. No. I remember it. Yeah. But this song, it, you would still be out and you will hear it. And uh, the video was number one on both MTV and VH1. Why didn't that turn into some album sales or some single sales? I don't know. Did he not promote it? Like, No, they did. It said, uh, Diane Gray Page said, I remember one of the happiest days of my life was when we did our first promotional tour for the album. We were in Cleveland, riding in the backseat of the promoter's car when Stay the Night came on the radio for the first time. We were so excited and yelling like kids. Aww, That's fun. I love that. This is cool, too. Uh, during this exciting time, Ben had also purchased a condo in Hawaii. However, despite the sudden success as a solo artist, Ben and Diane's relationship would start to become strained over personal issues. Mm. Now, here's the rest. I don't know why I used that voice. Uh, Diane Gray Page says, as a result of the success of The Lace, we got a contract with Warner uh, Publishing to write 20 songs for other artists. And after Ben had bought a condo in Hawaii, we started to do some writing there. But unfortunately, the songwriting deal with Warner was never completed. So I wonder if they, wonder if they wrote I wonder, anything. Yeah, I wonder what happened. Are there Ben Orr songs out there that were written in? Now, do you want to hear anything off uh, the lace that you remember in circles? In circles. I like in circles. Okay, let's try in circles. Give me one good reason. Tell me how you feel. Well, it's just a teaser. Is it all too real? You slip and I start thinking. I'd like to say Something different, new along the way. Just spinning me in circles, never get the fix I need. Down around in circles, don't you never need. I like that. I think that's a good song. When was the last time you've uh, listened to this album? A long time ago. 86. <laughs> a long time ago. Oh, I don't even own this, Pat. <laughs> no, I do own it, but I, I haven't. Carl, you've been uh, suspiciously quiet tonight. No no joking, no, no, oh, I no don't cross-talking. You guys are talking about stuff. I've been, I chimed in. 
and shake it up and stuff. All right. Don't get mad. <laughs> uh, chapter 16 is called Door to Door. Mm. Subheading, Running on Empty. Yeah. <laughs> Despite the growing tensions within the band, the cars reconvened in early 1987 to record their sixth and what would turn out to be final album featuring the original lineup. Yes. I really like Ben's songs on this album, though. Which ones are his? Double Trouble, Everything You Say, yeah. Coming Up You, Go Away. There's just nothing, nothing. Eh. I mean, I, I, uh, I guess. It just, it was, uh. I mean, Elliot told us this, too, on the show when I brought up about once Rick took over as producer and they didn't have yeah. that other voice in there yes. to say, Hey, maybe we don't do that. <laughs> yeah. So hats off to Roy Thomas Baker and Mutt Lang. Honestly. And hats off to Rick for letting for that long period of time, letting those other two, those producers take the reins. And obviously he didn't push back much. If you listen to the demo of leave or stay, which is, was recorded around the first album, mm -hmm. it's, terrific it is a really great interesting kind of haunting song but then they did it for door to door and it's nothing the teeth are out of it it's just nothing i love that the teeth are out of it it's just ugh. <laughs> pulled out all the teeth and tata wea wea was also a demo yeah which was a fun cool song and then yep. that was just bland blandy blanderstein ben took the lead vocal on several tracks including double trouble everything you say go away and coming up you However, as he revealed much later, he was apparently not pleased with the amount of input the band actually had as a whole. Hmm. So they didn't have any. Yeah, that sounds... And that's what Elliot told it. us that. Yeah. Elliot said that. Go back and listen to our interview with Elliot. But let's just listen to Double Trouble because I do like Double Trouble. And Rick had done two solo albums at this point, and he produced both of those. So, uh, this album cover is atrocious. It it's is atrocious. Really bad. It's yeah. really it looks bad. like something a serial killer leaves behind in a hotel, like for his next clues, like on the shitty hotel painting, and then puts up pictures of his next victims. It's horrible. And the "You Are the Girl" video is—it's just ridiculous and terrible and i don't mean like ridiculous like you might think i mean that mm. was ridiculous and fun right. and innovative on purpose and on purpose oh boy it was really it kind of petered out for me and it was disappointing i also think on this album cover that everyone let me make sure i'm going to check i don't think everyone's 
represented equally on the cover, which is always a sign to me. Like, let me see. There's Elliot is there. One, two. Elliot's on there twice. Rick is on there. One, two. He's, Rick's on there three. So already there's a problem. Yeah. Because one guy's on there three times. And there are 12 pictures. There's 12 <laughs> pictures. There should be 10 pictures or 15 pictures. Yes. But not 12 because someone's getting on there more than once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. none of them are a photo of two people or the whole band. It's Ben's only on here twice. And what's weird too is like Ben's pictures are together. It goes, <laughs> it's like Rick, Rick, David, Ben, Ben, David on one side. It's like, well, that's... It's, it's it should a mess. Be one on each side. It's, yeah, it's a mess. It's a You're mess. right. It's, it's a disaster. It should just be a bunch of doors. Yeah, maybe. Door to door. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It, it, literally anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> literally anything. I literally agree. Literally anything. Let's hear uh, another uh, song Christy will uh, hate. Now, now, I like Coming Up You. Don't you like that one? I honestly don't even remember it. All right. It was, it was a single. Song. Yeah, this is nice. Yeah. You're funny now. It's never quite like it is. See, like, what is that? Like, I'm like, am I listening to the cars or like a, like a, like the wiggles? Like that was just a. <laughs> I'll tell you what, some Wiggles album covers are better than the cover of this. Amen to that. Here's some interesting stuff. Door to Door was in a separate area, Ben told Goldmine Magazine in 1995. It wasn't what the entire band had envisioned it to be. I felt it wasn't a group effort. At one point, Ben had also proposed contributing new songs for the album that him and Diane had written. Mm -hmm. Uh, I said, that's not going to happen. That's Rick Ocasek says that. Sure. Uh, he told Rolling Stone magazine in 2011. We were best friends forever, and sometimes back in the early days, uh, we played his songs. But dear Ben, I could never get into the lyrics. Maybe it was just uh, m- me having to be controlling. So at least he sure. admits that. Yes. So that's in the book, people. Mm. For Ben, the growing negative vibes carried onto the tour. What used to be a fun and exciting time was seemingly not so much fun anymore. So much so that Ben made his own travel arrangements rather than fly and arrive at gigs with the rest of the band. Wow. Yeah, he traveled by bus. So there you go. There you go. Look at that. Some dirt. Wow, that is interesting. What, um... The the album cover looks like the Wiggles died in a fire. (laughs) And that's what you find. Just a heap of color and disaster. A heap of melted crayons. Uh, Okay. Let me tell you one more time. I'm going to promote this book. Then we're going to discuss what we're going to, what are we going to play out on? We've played everything, but we can play. You should have out. played out on just what I needed. Yeah. Just skip dong. that at the beginning and played out. I didn't think of that until just now. So we I can still it. play out with it. We can do whatever we want. Who cares? Um, we could do know. Skyline from the lace. <laughs> got to, got to, got to close out with a car song. Um, I don't know. What, what did we miss? We didn't, I don't think we missed anything, really. I don't know. Let's go. 
We already played that. Call. I know. Well, we what are, we've did, been... what, how about um, you can't hold on too long? We didn't play that. We didn't. No. Okay. You mentioned it, but we didn't play it. Okay, we'll play out with you. Can't hold on too okay. long. But before we do that, Christy, where can we find you on Twitter? <sighs> At Christius Man. Are you tweeting now? I don't tweet that much. All I right. really don't. Is it all promotional tweets, or if you get something funny in your head, you go, I'm going to tweet that. Yeah, I sometimes do that, but it's hard because um, it's the world is such a terrible place. That it's really, <laughs> I can't infuse it with my my meandering musings. Hmm. Like, I can't Maybe feel... that's what the world needs. Maybe we need it. Sure. Kyle, <laughs> you're at Kyle Dots and Funny. Yep. I'm at Pat underscore Francis. We are at Rock Solid Show. Uh, RockSolidPodcast.com for all things Rock Solid. Mm-hmm. Patreon, T-shirts, the episodes, everything's there. Uh, this book is coming out November 11th. It's called Let's Go, Benjamin Orr and the Cars. By the time you're hearing this episode, it's already mm-hmm. out. We yeah. will have five copies to give away. I want to thank Don and Neil, and I want to thank Joe Milliken, and I want to thank and if you Roman and Littlefield Publishing. If you want to win one and you're not a Patreon Well, supporter. if you want to win one, you got to sign up for the Patreon to win prizes, it's $2 a month. That's 50 cents an episode, you jackasses. If you buy that book on your own. If you buy this book right now, if you, if you pre-order it, it's 35 bucks. Nice hardback. You might you get that for 2 bucks potentially. Let me tell you something. If you, <laughs> if you sign up for $2 a month, in 12 months, you've only spent 24 bucks, and you might win this book. Or a heap of other prizes. There are, look, I'm telling you, we've been giving out, Tons of, we have Rudy at the time of this record. Uh, we're giving out Rudy Sarzo signed merchandise, mm-hmm. books, CDs, everything. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's great. That yeah, that's cool. We give away tons of stuff. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I can't believe that we're not worth fifty cents an episode for these people. What do you want to do? Should I call them numbnuts? Maybe. <laughs> uh, Christy, thank you for giving us some of your Sunday evening. Sure. What are you going to do the rest of the night? What are you going to go home and watch a Doctor Who with a female doctor? No. <laughs> No. Walking, I'm dead. Walking Dead. Days. I'm counting the days until the Outlander premiere. Ooh. What's Outlander? It's I've never seen it. It's only the best television show in history. So, is that like Highlander? Um, no. It's, it's like a, a time travel Game of Thrones, and like it's just this insane love affair. That's just the best thing in the what, world. It's like what, Twilight with time travel, but set in Game of Thrones, but no magic or dragons. Correct. Yep. Uh, it's historical fiction. What season are we going into? Four. A thousand. Four? Yes. Is it uh, how many episodes per season? I want to see if I can binge oh, this. Oh. Is Lord. it 10 episodes or is it more? I think one of the seasons is short. Or they okay. sp- just do it. It is All right. so good. And watch it with Pilar. She will like it. She loves Game of Thrones. We, it, we should, okay. Does that mean she'll like this? Yes. It is if the best looking woman... And the best looking man that you've ever, you could even imagine, mm-hmm. have this torrid love affair set in like Scotland, but uh-huh. also in, but, but like within a hundred years apart of each other. And oh my God, it's, it's amazing. There are currently 42 episodes. We could binge so that though. That's it's, not, it's, it was, that's not unbingeable. The first season was split into two parts each eight and there then 13, 13, and then the new one will have 13, but so that's not. Bad. Like remember when you watch the, I mean, did you ever watch like um, made for TV movies like the Thorn Birds or North and South? Yes. Like that kind of historical. Yes. Rich man, poor man. <gasps> but it had a, a, like a, you really got invested in the 
you know. So it's not fantasy. Story. There's a historical elements in this. There is, a, yes, correct. All right, well, I thought it was but the a fantasy, fantasy part, part is the time travel. Okay, that is true. fantasy, and I guess sure. well, this one woman is a witch. I guess there's a little bit of fan, but but it's not like a dragon. And there's sweet. a family of leprechauns. But I mean, other than no, that, no. But oh, it's just uh, the were bears. Oh. Love them. <laughs> Carl, do you have a TV recommendation that people should be uh, tuning into? No, I've just been watching stuff that's old and. We've been watching a lot of crappy movies and yeah. good movies. Yeah. Uh, I recommend Get Shorty. It's really good. Huh. I really like it. It's really it is. It's it, it, it's hard to find. It's on what epics? Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous to find that, <laughs> but uh, it's really a good show. Huh. I like it a lot. Uh, let's go, Benjamin on the cars. Christy, thank you for being here. Thank you. We are going to play out with. You can't hold on too long. You cannot hold on too long. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Christy. Thanks. Your feelings crossing, waving. You're on the edge of the cuff. You're pushing and popping. You don't get enough. You wish that it was over. You never slow down. You're looking for kicks. There's nothing around. You can't hold on too long. It's alright. Send for the bandanas And you try for a smile You'd like to come in color